Hello friends, this is Juan Pablo Herrera, church planning resident for Urban Village Church, where we seek to be bold, relevant, and inclusive. This is a podcast titled Drag and Spirituality, where we take time to listen to queer folk as they discuss their journey with religion, faith, and share their contemplative practices. There may be colorful language used during these interviews, so discretion is advised, especially if you have children. We hope you are inspired, and thank you for listening. Bendiciones. God bless. Hi there. How's it going? Bonnie Violet here, a queer chaplain. Um, and in case you don't know where you are, uh, this is Dragon Spirituality, our named and known series. Um, our wanted to take a moment to acknowledge our partners who have made this uh, possible, and that's Urban Village Church. Um, Urban Village Church is uh, located in Chicago, Illinois, and we are on episode three um, of this series, so we'll be interviewing Stargirl. Um, all of our artists are Chicago-based, and we are just taking some time to interview them, to get to know them, to know more about their drag um, and their spirituality and how the two may exist together, maybe how they haven't in the past, that sort of thing. Um, this is also a time for like a I guess where church meets a drag show. So um, feel free to tip your queen um, as you see as you feel it um, throughout the show. Um, Stargirl's Venmo is at Stargirl Drag. Um, you can see it there on the screen. Um, also, uh, we are uh, engaging with folks. So if you do have questions or comments, that sort of thing, go ahead and send them to us, and we'll do our best to respond to them um, as we move throughout this event. Um, so. Uh, without further ado, I think I'm going to go ahead and um, bring on our guest. So our guest this evening is Stargirl. Hi, Stargirl. Hi. How are you? I'm doing good. Feeling all settled and ready to go? Now, yeah. <laughs> God, that was a little hectic. <laughs> right. I'm like... That's like... Yeah, take a deep breath. That's okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way it goes sometimes. So thanks again for uh, joining us this evening. Um, and I tend to like to just kind of dive right in. And I love to hear a lot about like people's growing up, kind of what it was like growing up. If you want to tell a little bit about um, your childhood, um, that'd be great. Okay. Um, I'm gonna just apologize right away. I have a little cough that won't go away. So I'm gonna be a little coffee right now. No, no worries. <laughs> Do you need water? Or no, I'm okay. It's just a really weird cough. I'm like, I have to go get it checked out. It just All won't right. go away. It might be bronchitis or something. I don't know. All right. All right. Um, so <laughs> I was born and raised uh, here in Chicago. So I am a Chicagoan. And, you know, Chicagoans are, like, very proud. And, you know, I love my city. I love being in Chicago, you know. Mm -hmm. So I was born and raised on the southwest side, actually. And, um, I mean... Um, my parents are both um, immigrants, actually. So, <clears throat> you know, we've been through a struggle, you know, well, at least my parents, at least when it comes to, like, trying to come to the United States and live the American dream, pretty much, you know. Mm -hmm. And, well, like, growing up was a little rough at times because, <clears throat> you know, with that being a struggle, and like being a little kid, you don't understand like why your parents are being treated differently, why they don't have more opportunities than most people, you know? 
Mm-hmm. And um, that was something that I really struggled with when I was little, like understanding. I get it now, you know, obviously. But um, I mean, other than that, like I said, there was some hard times because of that, you know. Um, and there was pretty good times too, you know. Well, obviously, everybody has good childhood memories. Right. Yeah. And um, <laughs> did your um, did your family do any sort of, um, did they go to church or did you go to church growing up or have any sort of like spiritual experience with your family? Um, to be honest, no. Um, okay. Which is why I was a little um, skeptical when um, when I was reached out about this because I was just like, mm-hmm. well, I don't know what I could contribute to it, you know. And I'm pretty sure there's like so many more queens that are like, you know, way into like way more into spirituality. Like Mick Douche last week, I saw his podcast and um, yeah. Like, it was very, like, wow, you know, he was very informative, and I learned a lot about from his side, and I was just like, well, what can I say, you know? But at the same time, I do have my opinions. Um, right. I personally wasn't, I wasn't, like, raised super religious. We are considered Catholic, I'm going to say mm-hmm. that like that, because, you know, we do believe in Jesus and God. We believe in La Virgen de Guadalupe, and, you know, we do believe in the Catholic, like, spirituality. Um that being said, we don't go to church or <clears throat> anything. We have religious figures around the house, but you know, it's just very you know weird. Well, like I would say, you know, for me. But right. like I said, that being said, I do believe in God and I do believe in faith and love and hope. You know, I do believe in all that. Right. Well, and that's a that's a big part of like this. Um, you know, there are a lot of ways people experience. I think spirituality. Um, sometimes it's something that people are super connected to. Other times, I feel like a lot of times there there are cultural like connections to spirituality that we might not. I don't know. They, that's it's just what you're grown up with. Um, so your relationship with it varies, you know. And so that's really a lot of uh, why we're interviewing a few different folks is just to kind of get a sense of what your experience is like, you know, and maybe even help you know see things that we had, you know, maybe you haven't seen there before. Um, so um, so. So it sounds like you you grew up around that sort of thing, uh, around like Catholicism, if you will. Um, yes. Not really, not really going to church or anything like that, which is which is you know um, a lot of our experiences. Um, and um, when did drag come into play for you? Um. <coughs> sorry. Well, I've been doing drag now for three years, so mm-hmm. um, it was something that I was always interested in. You know, since I was out since i came out um i loved going to the like you know well being underage i loved going to like the pride festival and seeing the drag shows especially you know not being 21 you couldn't go into the bars and see them so you the only places you could see them were like market days you know pride mm-hmm. fest and so i always loved going to see that and then um it was something that was really in- that really interested me and um i just lived for it and i don't know like up to it was something that i like thought about doing before I even started doing it but at the time I was in a relationship and never really like serious relationship mm-hmm. and it just wouldn't have worked out like because it was a very controlling very toxic relationship and um like mixing dragons to that like the nightlife and all that it wasn't gonna work out so mm-hmm. I was just kept I kept my mouth shut about it and um that after that breakup um <clears throat> after that breakup um i was like very very sad obviously you know it was a 
really long relationship mm-hmm. and I was like a little like depressed and I needed something to pull me out of that. And so I literally just picked up drag. Like I started mm-hmm. experimenting with makeup and just going out to like actual drag shows now because I, I was able to go out now. And mm-hmm. I, I would go out with my girlfriend to see drag shows. Like I didn't know anybody at the time. I didn't look, no boys sound like that. Well, like, right. no, mine is, don't, that's it, not boys sound. Nah. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm so used to saying that, but no, you know, the gay scene in Chicago. I wasn't yeah. used to that, but I wanted to, I was interested, you know, to get to know it. Mm-hmm. And, so was it, um, was it something you had wanted to do prior to this? So like during yeah, your relationship, for- you just had chosen not to bring it up? Exactly, yes. <laughs> so after the breakup, I picked it up, you know, um, mm-hmm. and I started going out and like, I don't know how, like I look back at it now and I was just like, uh, well, you know, that was, pretty ballsy of me because like I didn't know anybody in the scene mm-hmm. you know most days people now get into drag because they have friends that are doing it yeah and it's easier for them to like get in the scene but at the time I didn't know anybody personally so um I just walked into the bar to do an amateur drag show and started from there you know that same mm-hmm. night I, I met a lot of amazing queens that I still like know to this day uh Clue Apocalypse actually Oh yeah, I love Which, her. You know, I, I met her. I met her on the first night of me doing drag and like at Charlie Chicago. I was mm-hmm. competing against her actually, and it was so fun. And I got to meet her that night. She was amazing. You know, I just fell in love with it. Yeah, yeah. And had you had you been artistic before you did drag? Like, uh, had you done any other kind of art before drag? Oh yeah, um, I'm a well soft soft taught artist. Um, I've mm-hmm. always drawn, I've drawn since I was a little kid, you know, obviously I sucked when I was little, but you know, as I got older, my technique just got better and better. But like middle school, I got better after high school. Like I wanted to pursue a career in illustration in particular. Um, uh-huh. I did some painting, but my thing was illustration. And like, I really liked um, portrait drawing of like, illustri- like realistic por- illustrations pretty much. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> After high school, I tried to make a career out of that or go to college for that. But unfortunately, that didn't work out. Um, art school is very expensive in Chicago. So I had to stop that dream and started working this like retail job, you know, that nine to five thing. And after that, like I pretty much stopped drawing and I stopped um, exploring my artistic side, you know, because I just mm-hmm. didn't have time. I was always working. And when right. I wasn't working, I was too lazy to draw because drawing, you know, takes a little bit of work and, you know, effort. And so mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, like, I'm tired. I don't want to draw anymore, you know. But, like, I miss that artistic ability, you know, desire. Right. And until I picked up makeup, I was just like, oh, my God, this is, like, what I needed, you know. Because mm-hmm. it's honestly just, it's like drawing, but on your face, you know. So yeah. I was like so happy when I found makeup, you know, because it was a whole new different experience, but still artistic, you know, and it was thing that I was just interested in. Right. It really, it really seems to suit you. I love, like, as soon as I saw your, um, I saw one of your, I came across one of your looks on Instagram and I was like, oh my God, who is this girl? And I just kept looking at your stuff and I was just like really blown away by your, uh, your aesthetic and kind of your full you know, from head to toe kind of looks that you pull together. It's really, really impressive. 
Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you, how would you identify your your style of drag? Um, <clears throat> well, you know what? Well, when I first started, um, my drag has changed a lot. Like from the time when I first started, um, mm -hmm. I am I am a Mexican. So um, when I first started drag, I was like trying to just be like this really pretty Mexican girl, you know, really fishy. And, you know, at that time I wasn't, I knew drag, but I wasn't too familiar <coughs> with like the, the more out of the box side of drag. Mm -hmm. So when I first started, I tried to be very traditional and very pretty, you know, just woman illusion, I guess. Right. <coughs> and so when I first started, um, I just wanted to focus on like being Latina and, pretty and it changed a lot over the years um i started getting mm -hmm. bored of that and i started getting more inspired by you know especially more like of our chicago queens they're like so diverse and like there's some yeah. really good look queens out there in chicago <clears throat> um just to shout some out like um abiji jaffer pay and mm -hmm. like they really like a lot of them, but like they really inspire like my, that artistic side, you know, which I didn't know like I could like mix into drag or mm -hmm. I just maybe I was I was too scared to try it out at first. Yeah. So I ended up just dropping my original drag name because and then I just picked up this new drag persona because it's just it's way more animated and like fantasy. I like to say it's club club fantasy. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I like to mix that like element of like um out of the box fantasy it's kind of weird kind of cool you know right and what how do you come up with star girl um <clears throat> well i was trying to like look into like um like new drag names at the time my original drag name was uh yesaira <laughs> which is uh yesaira is a spanish name uh -huh. and um my boy name is yair it starts with a y so mm -hmm. I was just like, at the time when I first started, I was like, I need to pick a girl name that starts with a Y, like my boy name. So there's not really, there's not a lot of pretty, pretty girl names that start with a Y, unfortunately. <laughs> uh -huh. So um, Yesida was like one of the only ones I found, which I was like, that'll do, you know? Right. So I was going by that for like the first two years doing drag, honestly. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and um, then when I like wanted to change my character pretty much i uh started looking into other names and um at the time i was wearing these like <coughs> animated stars like mm -hmm. in my hair i have like a picture like on my instagram i have like these animated stars in my hair and uh -huh. i don't know why it just like clicked into me like oh star like star girl i don't know so mm -hmm. i was like star girl and then um <coughs> i started looking into the name star girl and uh like through Urban Dictionary and all that, like, what does it mean? Because I guess it has, like, a meaning. And, mm. like, the definition, I guess, is, like, um, a girl uh, who's weird but in a good way that, mm. you know, she's very bright and colorful and she, you know, um, timid but outgoing when you get to know her. Mm -hmm. And she lights up a room or something like that. And I was just like, um, I kind of feel like I do that, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. It feels like and a really good fit. Yeah, it did. Like, it was just like snap and like, like I can't snap because I have gloves. But, you know, it really snapped. <laughs> and um, right. um, 
I like put it on my Instagram at the time. I was just like, I'm debating on changing my name to Stargo. I was like, what do you guys think? And a lot of people actually were like, yes, do it. Like, I like that, you know? And like, mm -hmm. I already, I like immediately got a positive response. So I was just like, okay, you know? Yeah, no, it's right. It's a great name. Um, there have been a couple of questions that have come up um, that I wanted to just try to go to just since they come so early. They're, they're big questions. So um, do you want to bring up one of those questions for me, Juan Pablo? So um, Taylor Wise says, hello, what are some examples of discrimination that you've faced in your community? So, um, Honestly, um, just be honest, I personally, personally haven't faced any discrimination. Um, I don't know if that's meant towards being gay or Latinx, but mm -hmm. I mean, either or vice versa, I haven't um, faced discrimination in my community. I mean, I mm -hmm. faced discrimination outside of the LGBTQ plus uh, Latinx community. Like I have, but not inside my community, I would say, thank God, you know, for that. Mm -hmm. So so you feel like um, you're um, welcome in kind of the drag scene um, and the LGBTQ Latin, Latinx kind of scene. Um, but outside of that community is where you maybe have a little bit different of an experience? Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, I bet a lot of us, you know, as queer people could have faced at least discrimination, at least once, you know, or mm -hmm. twice. Uh, even if that's being said, even the minor way, you know, I have at workplaces, unfortunately. I've been called out for being gay at work. Um, mm -hmm. um, yeah. It's about it, honestly. Um, you know, obviously about being Mexican, you do get, you know, those, obviously you get those racial, like, you know, um, insults about, oh, immigrants and illegals and, you know, go home, you know, kind of shit. I'm sorry right. for my language. <laughs> no, you're fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, how's your family with everything? Uh, according to... Like, how's your family by... with, like, drag and everything? Are they... Do they oh. love it? Um, yeah. Um, I mean, it was kind of like, I mean, they, they were never opposed to it. My parents are, um, thank God, they're very, um, like, accepting towards everything. And, you know, mm -hmm. they, when I started doing it, they thought it was kind of random. They, my parents are, like I said, they're like old school Mexican um, parents. And they, I guess they, it was a little hard for them to understand what I was doing, you know, um, for them, like, it, they kind of almost thought I wanted to transition that, you know, mm -hmm. I, that, mm -hmm. that I was coming out as trans or something. Like I let them know, like, no, that's not it. You know, um, I told them like, I just want to go out and perform and be like this, you know? Um, mm -hmm. But I mean, my dad, uh, it's a whole different story about my dad, but my mom, um, which who I'm closer to, like, she was definitely interested in it. You know, she like, she was just coming into my room right now, like trying to see what I was doing, you know, like, she was interested. She's like, oh, she saw this wig that I did. And she was like, oh, that looks nice, you know? Like, she uh -huh. likes it, you know? She's she's interested in that. Which, for a Mexican, like, old-school parent, I'm, like, happy she's that way because a lot of, um, some Mexican parents tend to be very close-minded and, you know, rough mm -hmm. when it comes to things like that. And so you're, and they're, like, with your sexuality, they, they kind of rolled with that as well, too? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, 
I mean, my mom questioned it, like, you know, when I first, first, um, when I first, first, um, was like showing signs, you know, um, she mm -hmm. did question it, um, a little hesitant, I would say a little, um, but you know, I can't blame her, you know, you can't really blame your parents when they're like that. But, um, yeah. that being said, I never felt scared to actually say, it, you know, um, it was more of a situation where she, um, where she um like she didn't have to like ask because she already knew you know right and we didn't have to we didn't have to discuss it because it was up in the air already honestly mm -hmm. yeah and i th one of the things like that i think a lot of folks who aren't drag queens um, i think or drag kings or other kind of you know drag artists i don't think that they realize i mean i think sometimes people think like oh you're gay you're queer you're whatever so doing drag isn't really a stretch and that's kind of like what it means to be gay but I know that I've had different experiences where friends, like friendships change, romantic life or sex life changes too. Cause some, you know, some people aren't as like hip on that too. How, what has your experience has been around that? Around like dating like, or? Um, <coughs> with dating? Um, <laughs> oh God, it's really dry. <laughs> like really, really dry. Um, I'm just not. Um, Focused on that. And focused on that honestly i mean at this point in my life i'm the last thing in my mind honestly like honestly like the last thing in my mind you know but um, i mean when it comes to dragon relationships in general um i've met um one of the biggest re <coughs> one of the biggest reasons i wanted to get into drag was because i had no relationships with any people from our community and mm -hmm. um you know I have had all these girlfriends, you know, from back home and, you know, it was just like, like I got to that point where <clears throat> it was just like, I want to, um, I want to know more gay people, you know, I want to know lesbian people, transgender, queer people. I want to meet them, you know, I want to have um, relationships and get to know people, you know, because like, mm -hmm. I just felt like that's what I was missing, you know, and being right. a queer person, I feel like you need to have that, um, those kind of relationships in your life, you know to inspire you to um, just, you know, I feel like it's a necessity almost, you know, and like I was mm -hmm. craving that necessity. <clears throat> and um, like one of the main reasons I wanted to get into drag was to, you know, have those relationships. And um, luckily, you know, like, oh my God, I've met some of the most amazing people, like people mm -hmm. that I call family now, you know, like um, yeah, yeah. I have like, I met those people, you know, and this is what I needed. And mm -hmm. like, I'm so happy for that, honestly. Yeah, um, it's great to have a family. I think it's, yeah, like you said, as queer folks, you know, we get to kind of create our own groups and I don't know, it's just real, I love being queer. I love being a drag artist. I love the community, yes. uh, the people we get to we're, meet. We're very lucky. Totally, yeah. I mean, I don't, I mean, I, I feel like, I, I don't know, life would be boring without it. <laughs> Oh my god! Honestly, I like go date. I go some dates where like I'm away from like you know what, well, especially during COVID, like I started feeling like uh, I guess normal person, you know, because um, we were we were away from what we were used to, you know, mm -hmm. we were away from like from being around our community twenty four like you know, so many days out of the week, you know, I was so used to the nightlife and being around our community and so much love all the time and. Like I went when quarantine started, like we got separated from that. Like it was like a breakup, you know. 
Mm-hmm. And you know, you just spend days at home not doing anything. Sometimes feeling, I guess, like a normal person, you know. Right. <laughs> and um, it was just like a big slap in the face, you know. Like, really made you realize, like, it, you know, like what you had, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, don't take it for granted, especially, you know. Yeah, COVID's definitely because, yeah. created. COVID's definitely created some uh, separation. Has it um, impacted your art in a positive way at all? COVID. Yeah, like this time being in. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, like I said, I'm way just, you know, I feel like I can't take for granted, you know, like what we had before COVID for sure. Now mm-hmm. it was a big slap in the face, you know, to realize like how things could change, like in a, you know, in a heartbeat. And <clears throat> it really was, you know, it really gave you like, like I said, a slap in the face, like, you know, wow, like I could have lost everything, you know, that we worked for, you know. <coughs> right. So I just take, I just don't want to take things for granted from now on, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, <laughs> you mentioned a little bit about kind of around gender and there's a question from Madison. Um, she was asking about, um, about gender pronouns. So she was curious as to what your pronouns are out of drag and what they are in drag. Would you like to speak about that? <coughs> um, yeah. Um, do you mind if I get some water real quick? Yeah, no, go for it real quick. You know what we'll do? We'll just take a little break. We have a little video clip we can play. We'll play that real quick and then we'll come right back, okay? Okay, perfect. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. back <laughs> were you able to get some water yes thank awesome. you so much no I'm problem like choking over here my throat is just like i don't know what's happening to me but um i have to go get that checked out like it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it's so not we COVID. Ta- right <laughs> that's good glad to hear that um and uh you were about to talk about pronouns mm-hmm. just as a reminder mm-hmm. oh yes um well my um i go by he him as a boy um you know when i'm out of drag i identify as a man you know mm-hmm. man right um <laughs> but in drag i do go by she uh, by she her um but even then you know if you call me he in drag i don't really mind you know i'm not i'm open towards everything i guess when it comes to that mm-hmm. you know gotcha. that being said we gotta respect people you know when they um put a stamp on their pronouns we gotta you know respect that for sure you know uh Mm -hmm. something that i learned you know obviously when i before drag i didn't even know about any of that you know about all the type you know of people uh, their pronouns you know i didn't know that so going to the community it was just one of those things you know that very grateful that i was um taught about you know 
Yeah. And that's, that's the thing I think, you know, it's, it's, it's newer language for a lot of us and it's very different culturally. So the big thing is, is, you know, to be asking questions and then just being respectful about it is, yeah. is really important. And everyone has a different relationship with it. Um, uh, here's a question um, from Reese. Reese says, your beehive makeup is fantastic. You're very talented. Do you feel a spiritual connection to your artistic expression? Do you feel um, connected? <clears throat> I wouldn't say it's like a strong spiritual connection, but I mean, I'm very, like I said, I'm not like the most religious person ever, but mm -hmm. I do believe in like the love of God and I do believe in, you know, the gifts that he gives people, you know? So right. I do feel like um, <clears throat> being able to be artistic, I feel like it's a gift from God. And, you know, mm -hmm. like he wanted this, you know, like um, he made, you know, he made us, you know, and he made me like this for some reason, you know? So that's why, you know, I like just thank him, you know, and like mm -hmm. for allowing me to, you know, be this person and have the gifts, you know, I guess of like, being artistic you know which mm -hmm. everybody could be artistic but you know like i just have it like in my own way i guess yeah i know that makes sense i think you know a lot of people experience uh spirituality i think sometimes spiritual religion is kind of like <laughs> and religion uh religion and spirituality you know i think religion has a bad name a lot of the times but i think like spirituality <laughs> sometimes i think just creation and creativity is like a big part of uh i think moments where people can you know, experience, I don't know, the divine or, or, you know, creating something. Um, yeah. Um, you know what, how like you said, um, like religion, maybe it's like a little intimidating, um, <laughs> like speaking on that, like, um, like I said, it didn't grow up very religious, very religious, but, um, um, when I grew up, I did have, um, uh, at the time that I had some uncles that lived with us at the home and they mm -hmm. were very religious. Like my one specific uncle was very religious and um, like, I'm not gonna lie, you know, being little, I thought spirituality, I thought it was intimidating, you know, mm -hmm. because I was just like, they, my, well, like my uncle was very um, aggressive, maybe like towards it. <coughs> and he really like pushed it. He would want us to go to church and like all that, you know? And mm -hmm. um, like being a little kid, um, I would hear everything he would tell me and, you know, he would, he would be the one and like um that would say you know the ridiculous things like oh you know god doesn't love gays you know yeah. he would say stuff like that so obviously you know being a little kid um you don't even know what your orientation is yeah you don't know it but you do take in consideration the things you hear when you're little you know mm -hmm. and when you hear that obviously when you start getting the feelings the, you know the gay feelings <laughs> you <Right>. know <laughs> when you start <laughs> You know, when you start getting, when you start realizing who you are, you know, um, mm -hmm. you take in consideration the things you heard when you were little, you know. Yeah. And yeah. like, even that, like, even like my uncle would say that, but also, like I said, my mom is very accepting and um, all that, but I'm not going to lie, you know, when I was little, I would hear my mom say things like, you know, about the gays, you know, mm -hmm. almost like talking down on it. Like when yeah. we would watch, t when we would be watching TV and like, there would be like gay people kissing. My mom would be like, turn that off. You know, it's going to influence you. Or she would say things like that, you know, very, um, what is it called when they say things that are like, L like influential. <laughs> yeah. She, 
No, she would say like very um passive aggressive, I guess. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, um, <clears throat> like not wanting to say the, not wanting to say like what she actually meant, but you know, you got that vibe mm-hmm. off it. Yeah. And you know, you, like, did you feel it was because of her religion or God or more of like a cultural thing? Because like in my family, they weren't church going people, but they definitely had opinions about gay people, <laughs> you know, that weren't so great. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think that's what it was with my mom. Um, especially the guys that had that uncle, you know, and I think he would like put the bug in her ear a lot about it. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, I don't know if they could tell since I was little, but I mean, I think I was obviously gay, like since I was little. And like, I don't mm-hmm. know if maybe like he would put that bug into her ear and tell her, you know, like, oh, you know, he might be gay even though he's little, you know, but mm-hmm. like maybe that scared her or something. But I just remember him being very um, aggressive about, the religious like you know we need to be religious and like he would tell me everything was like worshiping the devil like you know i would be playing like mm-hmm. Yu-Gi-Oh cards and he wouldn't want me to play with Yu-Gi-Oh cards because he said it was like uh something about the devil mm-hmm. like the imagery the imagery so he would make me like burn like the Yu-Gi-Oh cards like honestly he would like do that and you know like for a little kid um i think it's kind of scary I, well like i was kind of like intimidated by religion and scared mm-hmm. based off what I saw and what I was hearing, you know? So honestly, it took me like a lot of years <coughs> to um, get over that intimidation, you know? Yeah. About, cause like um, religion doesn't have to be that way, you know? It's honestly like, I wish I was more religious because I do think it's a very, I think it's beautiful, mm-hmm. you know? And it gives people hope and it gives people that peace that they need sometimes, you know? And I think it's right. a very positive thing. I think it's very mm-hmm. positive now. But, you know, like I yeah. said, growing up, um, it wasn't like that, you know? Yeah, I think a, a lot of us have had those experiences, especially with religion. And I think that's one of the things that's so magical about this event is, you know, like, this is put on by a church who, it, yeah. who you know, who loves queer people and drag queens and all that. Like, we are, we are part of that community if we choose to be. Not that we're, like, some community that they... <laughs> They have charity for or they um you know they i don't know you know they're trying to save us so to speak like they they really know that we're just you know we're beautiful you know god <laughs> created like beings um you know worthy yes. of love and grace and all that stuff um but but there's a lot of places that you know you don't get that experience so i think that's what makes it so important is to have spaces that can can hold all of us huh <laughs> yes for sure like when you reached out to me about this, I, my immediate thought was, wow, like, wow, we're mixing religion with this. Like my immediate mm-hmm. reaction was like, wow, you know, obviously, because it's just something you don't hear about and see very often. Yeah. Yeah. And for what it, and for, and I think for a lot of folks is I identify spirituality as anything that lifts you. So anything that kind of elevates your body and puts you in kind of a space of joy and happiness, you know, like that pulls you out of the darkness, that pulls you out of the sadness, the depression. And that doesn't always have to be like God directly or prayer or that sort of thing, but it can be music. It can be creating something. It can be, you know, for me, I think there's a lot of things that can lift my spirit. And I think drag queens and drag artists have done that for the LGBTQ community forever. You know, I think, I think to some degree they are our spiritual leaders because they have, you know, they've they've been in the forefront of of a lot of activism. They've they're always on the ones who like they're visibly seen. And you know, and um I don't know, I just think I think we're powerful creatures. 
Yes, definitely. <laughs> I thousand percent agree. Yeah. Um, let's go to another question. Um, I think uh, maybe Sitali's question. Uh, what what would y'all say is one of the biggest misconceptions that y'all have heard others say about drag or the LGBTQ community? Misconceptions. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm like kind of slow, I'm not gonna lie. No, it's okay. Um, that means, <laughs> misconceptions means like the biggest, like things that are not true, right? Yeah, like things that they think about us that aren't true, yeah. Oh, 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 oh my God, I sound so stupid. <laughs> no, you don't, not at all. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> okay. Um, I would say, um, man, I don't know. There's so many, honestly. You really think think about it? So much, yeah. like, confusion and so many stereotypes and, like, so many false allegations about, like, our, first of all, our community. And second mm -hmm. of all, like, being a drag queen. Like, I guess, like, I don't know. It's so... It was so taboo for so long to be a drag queen, you know, and like now it's just starting to normalize. But even then, like, you know, it's still, I wouldn't say like super normal. It's more right. better than it was before. Like, thank God for that. But like, it's just, there's so many like false things you hear all the time. And, right. you know, people think that drag queens are like sick people sometimes or something mm -hmm. that there's cross-dressers that you know that you just hear yeah. so much negative yeah. <laughs> like shit about it you know um right excuse my language but you know you really hear like like even before like i wanted to do to do drag i took in considerations all the things i knew about you know all the things i heard about like drag queens um, about people about men that dress up as women you know mm -hmm. it just it has such a bad look on it you know, and like I was honestly intimidated. I think anybody would be intimidated to, you know, walk out of their house dressed the way, you know, that you what's well, not normal, considered normal, you know. Right, right. <clears throat> yeah, well, I think that's the I think that's the power in it. But yeah, there's so many like stigmatized things about like what people think about us too, you know, because I think there was like, you know, that we have to be underground, that I don't know, that we have to hide and be in the shadows in the dark and you know, like yes. there might be drug use or party and sex yes. and like, so <laughs> like those things happen, you know, like just, just those thing in and of itself aren't bad, but I think people like to, you know, um, label, label like things in the extreme when there's really a lot of nuance and a lot of different experience <laughs> that people have. Um, again, which is why I think this is really important just to give people uh, an opportunity to see that we're more than just like, freaks you know freaks on the stage um that there's more to us that we have thoughts we have ideas we have spirituality we have goals we have you know joys and challenges you know all that's all that sort of stuff we're, we're human yes exactly and like well at least for, at least for me this is a way for me to express myself and my art um it's not because you know i like dressing up like this honestly like you know i, I do like dressing yeah. up and i do like dress like I like art, but like it's for it's a way for me to express my art, you know. At least mm -hmm. for me, <clears throat> you know, other people do drag for different reasons. Everybody's different, yeah. honestly. But like, I just hope that you know we keep making that step towards you know making this more, you know, I guess considered normal, and that people won't be afraid of this, you know. Right. Um, we have a question from Angel. 
um, who also is Linda Summers. Uh, she's a drag queen. And she says, how do we invite our families to support our passion for drag and creativity? Um, I think it's important to, um, well, if you have that relationship with your family, you know, um, honestly, like I, I wouldn't say like I am close to my family, but I wouldn't say we're super close. Like, right. um, I don't know. It's a very, it's weird sometimes, you know, um, like I, I just don't like, I don't know why, like, I felt like I shut down, like sometimes like around my family and like, I kind of want to keep to myself what I'm doing, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's just me personally. Um, <clears throat> I wish I wasn't like that, but it's this, it's this thing I'm working on, you know, as of now. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, well, as far from what I, I'm sorry? Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, that's part of the process for some of us, you know? Sometimes we need to keep some things to ourselves for a while. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, but I mean, I feel like if you're, if you have a really close relationship to your family, um, whether they accept you or not, I feel like it's so <laughs> it's important to like talk to them about what you're doing, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. And if you're if you're passionate about drag, like you know, let them in to that part of your life, you know, because like you might regret not doing that later on, which is what I'm battling through right now, mm-hmm. you know, as, as of now. But like, yeah, um, I guess I should listen listen to my own own advice. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and Angel just had a little bit of follow-up to that. She says, I asked because I've met a few people who keep the fact that they do drag private in fear that their families won't accept them. It's already enough that they're gay, but to be a cross-dresser, in quotes, is another thing. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I know a lot of people that are like that. In that situation, you know, um, it's kind of like telling your parents that you're a drag queen or, you know, it's, uh, it's like another coming out process. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, my parents. Very... Go ahead. Sorry? No, go ahead. <laughs> um, no, I was just saying because it's it's it is kind of you know like I said it's it's very not traditional. It's something out of the box, and people most people are afraid of change, and people are afraid of like what's not considered normal, and so mm-hmm. obviously like it's very intimidating to come out to your parents. I mean, pretty much again, you know, and tell them, oh, and I do this now, you know. Um, and for a lot of people, it's hard enough for the parents to accept them that they're like that, that they're gay, you know, mm-hmm. and like telling them, like telling them now is just like, oh, and, and not, not only am I gay, you know, I also like to be a drag queen. It's just so much more intimidating. You know, a lot of people can't handle that, um, that much pressure on them. And, you know, I, I don't, um. I can't blame them. I don't know what I would do if I was in the situation, honestly. But I mean, all I can say is like, try to keep positive and, you know, don't be afraid to, um, don't be afraid to like, trust your gut, you know, and um, right. tell your parents, you know, don't be afraid of them. And, you know, they're, at the end of the day, if your parents really love you, they will love you no matter what you do, no matter what mm-hmm. you do, honestly. So, um, I would say just try to be positive and don't give up on the idea that, you know, that don't, don't give up on the idea that you, you can invite them into this part of your life. Because, you know, if you're that passionate about drag, like this will be very important for you. And if it's that important, you need to like the people that you love and on it, you know? Right. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think most of our parents, they do just want us to be okay. And they want us to be happy and have, 
joy lives and experience love and that sort of stuff. And I think they just think that, you know, we can't have that um, because of who we are. They haven't seen that exist in people before. Um, and once they get to see that in us, um, I think you know, that's when they start to change. Yes, for sure. Um, like I said, my parents are very traditional Mexican. Like, I don't know if you know what that means, but it's very like, they <laughs> yeah. grew up in like, they grew up in like a village in Mexico, you know? They, like this to them, like if they were to see this in Mexico, they would think it's crazy, honestly, you okay. know? And uh, <clears throat> my parents coming from that state of mind to where they're now, you know? Um, I just think that's amazing to begin with, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think sometimes, uh, I think sometimes I forget that as well too. I grew up in a small town in Idaho and there's just very much, you just didn't see people like us walking around and we were maybe the crazy people they saw on television, but yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was about it. Like on Maury Povich or something, you know? <laughs> exactly, yeah, Jerry, Jerry Springer, yes. <laughs> right, at one, two, three o'clock in the morning or something, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and like, you know, they would think like, oh, this is like funny to them, you know? And like, well, obviously, you know, reality TV makes things so much more dramatic and crazy, but you know, it's not that, you know? <laughs> Right, right. Um, is there the Jamie says it looks like drag is more accepted. Do you think within LGBT community acceptance has improved and drag queen MCs oh and drag queen MCs are great. <laughs> Do you think the LGBT community acceptance has improved of, of the drag community? Oh god, yes. I mean the only way we could move us forward, honestly, from where everything started, you know. And I think, I think um, we do take a lot of step back sometimes, you know, mm -hmm. unfortunately. Um, I, I would say this community, I love this community. Um, it's just, it's very crazy sometimes, you know, it's very intense and something that I didn't know, you know, coming into the community. I was very, um, I would say naive and ignorant coming into the, you know, <coughs> LGBT community, Q mm -hmm. community. Um, I just didn't know what I was expecting, you know. Right. All I knew from all I knew from this community was reality TV, and what I would see, you know, on right. TV, and what I would see in movies, and like that's all I knew about the community. So like I had no clue what to expect. Um, going in, you know, right away. Right. <laughs> um, I was, I mean, after bat, the first thing I ever experienced was love and acceptance for the community, mm -hmm. and that's all I wanted, honestly. And right. I was just like, okay, this is right. You know, this is what it's supposed to be like. You know, that being said, I, uh, <clears throat> the more you like know, get to know about community, you do um, see the downsides of it, the downfalls, you know, there is right. like some things that aren't, you know, maybe could use some work, but honestly, like, I think that we have way more positives for sure. Like the community is amazing, you know, and uh -huh. where, we're at, where, we're, where we're at now is amazing, you know, and yeah. I think we can only go, we can only move forward from that. I agree. I agree. And Chicago has such a rich, diverse group of like drag artists um, yes. from across the board, from like old school drag, um, trans, trans, you know, beautiful trans artists to like, yes. you know, more of the newer kind of like, I would feel like you're in the new wave of um, a new kind of drag, which I am really loving. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I love what you're doing. I'm living for this look, honestly. I've just been staring at it. I was just like, oh, wow. I, I totally just made it up today. Kind of. Shut so, up. Are you serious? Yeah, they're just like little, I made a little roses, <laughs> add like a rose. There's like a bouquet of 
flowers that I had and I just took them out of the out of the, the, the thing the and just started like sticking them to me and stuff. Uh, I love yeah. it. So, so you sculpted it really nicely. Like I'm very towards like, you know, making your own, making your own stuff. Uh -huh. So I love it. I was just like, wow, you look great. <laughs> well, thanks so much. <laughs> yeah, I like, I like being more creative too. Um, but it's, yeah, a lot of the times I end up just putting on whatever I have on anymore. And so it's, it's <laughs> nice to have an opportunity. I felt like, I felt like if I was going to be next to you, I had to try to <laughs> try to at least do something. Oh my God. So, no, thank, you yeah, so thanks for that inspiration. Yeah, you look great. <laughs> so we are um, at the tail end of the interview. Um, I'd love to hear um, you share like with the audience, how folks can um, find you, maybe share any uh, projects or things that you're working on. Um, <coughs> well, Seems like we might have got disconnected for a second. Um, we'll see if um, she'll come back. Um, looks like sh she might be coming back here in a second. Um, but um, you can find her on Instagram at uh, StargirlDrag. Um, and uh, she's like some really great um, visual art stuff. Um, uh, she does, uh, it's just, I've never seen anything like it. So um, do yourself a favor, check it out. Um, I'm hoping we're gonna get her to, oh, there she is. I saw her eyes blinking. Can yes. Hello. Hello, are you there? <laughs> Hi. Oh my god. I had a phone call come in and it just like shut down. Was I off? Yeah, you were you were off for a second and I just told folks about your Instagram. Um, do you wanna share any events or anything that's going on? Um, yeah, I, I'm sorry again. <laughs> um, that's okay. You just find me on Instagram, mostly um uh Pretty much the only thing I use to promote my drag as Star Girl drag. Mm -hmm. um, I don't use Twitter or nothing like that. Honestly, I don't really use social media like that. Honestly, gotcha. Um, so what is yeah, the future? Posting my my things on Instagram. Um, but what what does the future of Star Girl look to you like? What do you hope? What do you work? What do you want to do next as far as your vision goes? Where would you like to see yourself? Um, I just, God, I just really want to elevate my drag. I think that's every drag queen's goal, you know? You right. think about, like, um, you think about, like, being better than the year you were before. Mm -hmm. That's the goal for every new year. And, like, <clears throat> walking into 2021, right away, I was just, like, I was already kind of stressed out. And, like, that's why I kind of took, like, this whole month off. I haven't done drag in, like, I haven't done drag in, like a little, little over a month, which is a long time for me. And, like, I had to like remember how to do my makeup again, you know, because like I kind of took a little time off to like focus on like what I really want to do, you know, like I feel like I need to, mm -hmm. well, I don't know how, you know, but most drag queens, well, I feel like I need to like, you know, I feel like a lot of pressure to like, you know, be better than I was last year. Mm -hmm. And I need to like turn out the looks. I need to, you know, turn out the makeup and do something very different, you know, mm -hmm. raise my, I guess it's like a personal goal for me. Right. Yeah, do you feel more of that pressure like for yourself rather than like like the like it's not necessarily about competing with the other artists, it's more about like your your growth or honestly, yeah, at the end of the day, um I'm I'm be lying if I said it wasn't the other way. Kind of <laughs> right. is, you know, like I feel like being in Chicago drag is so competitive and I feel like a lot of people 
they're forgotten so easily, you know, you, it's like very easy for you to get lost in the crowd. So yeah. like, I was just like, ah, I worked so hard, you know, for like what I have now. And like, even then, you know, I'm not shit. Like I'm not, you know, excuse my language. I'm sorry. You're okay. <laughs> like, I'm, <laughs> I'm really not, you know, there's so many legends and so much excellence in Chicago. And, you know, you just want to be like, if you could like be a little part of that, you know, it's such a big accomplishment, which was for me, you know, like, um, like I said, when I came into the scene, I didn't know anybody. I didn't know what I would be expecting. And then like, I started getting attention, like little by little, I started getting bookings, you know, and luckily I was getting booked like at least once a week, which like for me, that was just like, wow, you know, amazing. That's great. Yeah. So humbled and like so amazing. And I was just like, wow, you know, I feel like I need to, you know, work up to like what that little bit of you know success that i built you know mm -hmm. on my on my own because i did it on my own you know so, right. so i think the goal is always just to elevate yourself you know for yourself but also you know for like i guess the you know at the end of the day some drug queens have fans which is crazy right. you know <laughs> yeah i've had people <laughs> yeah because like i've had people like draw me fan arts you know and they'll mm. be like oh i drew this for you you know they reach out to me personally and they'll be like, uh -huh. oh my God, I love what you do. Like, I guess they consider you their like fans or something. And they're like, oh, I love you. And I drew this for you. And it's just like, wow, mm -hmm. you took time out of yeah. your busy schedule to draw this for me. It's just like, wow, you know, thank you. It means mm -hmm. a lot, you know, that what I'm doing, like that you like what I'm doing and that you take time out of your schedule to share that love for me. You know, it's just like, wow, thank you so much, you know. And I need to do this for you too, you know. I need to elevate my drag. And, you know, hmm. you're supporting me. I need to, like, repay that somehow, you know? To continue, it in, to continue to inspire them. Yes, exactly. That's great. Well, you are crazy, crazy talented, and I cannot wait to see what comes, like, what more you create in the future. I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with us today. Um, I hope that you're able to get your throat... <laughs> some comfort in your throat soon <laughs> yes hopefully um, yeah yeah and um uh so i'm just gonna um say a few words and then say goodbye to the thank 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 you audience for joining us today i uh, really appreciated all the comments and uh conversations that we had back and forth um next week um same time same place we'll be um uh interviewing fonda cox so I'm really excited to be interviewing her. Um, she does some really great uh, mental health uh, work and all kinds of fun stuff. So I'm really excited for that. Um, also, um, just a side note, I also have a Splintered Grace um, podcast with my aunt. She's a conservative Christian and I'm a drag queen. And we have a podcast that starts on Monday um, and we'll be taking on uh, current events um, in this season. So um, check out the links in the description um, if you wanna get connected with Stargirl. Um, and remember, that's her Venmo, so you can send the girl some coin if you love what you see. Um, and um, you can also get connected with Urban Village Church um, and future events and things that are to come. So um, thanks again, Stargirl, and thanks everyone for joining us, and have a good night. Bye-bye.